We are two hours away from the NBA trade deadline. ESPN has got you covered all day long. We've got you right here until the deadline at 3 p.m. And then all the coverage on ESPN. NBA trade deadline special all afternoon. All of our guys are up here in Bristol, including the former Nick GM, Scott Perry, who is now an analyst and uh, helping us break this down a little bit. Scott, Chris Carlin, along with Joe. First time you're busting my chops right out of the gate. Oh, they got you up here this time. Yeah. From the last time that we had John. Yeah. Yes. Yes, they did. Well, it's great to finally meet you in person. You as well. Exactly. You as well. Let me ask you something. You honestly mean that? Is it that great? I mean, is it great? Has it been a great experience for the last four and a half? I mean, it's probably nice to meet you. I don't know if it's great to meet you. You're a pleasant guy. You can say it's underwhelming. I'm not going to be offended. <laughs> Let's just start here. Okay. What is this day like for a GM? This is a, a very fast moving, you know, high pressure day, especially if you still have work to be done in terms of getting a deal done. Um, a lot of different emotions. You know, you may be close to uh, a deal. You think this is going to happen. Maybe it falls through. The guy that you wanted goes to another team. Uh, if you do consummate a trade, then you go through the emotions of the day, like having to contact one of your players that you're trading, that you've worked with for a long time. You know, I don't think you can underestimate, you know, that because, you know, me personally, I always try to develop a very strong relationship with the players in the building. And to make that phone call, that's a difficult call because now you're uprooting someone who's been part of your basketball family, they may have their own family that they're having to move, and you know now they're going off to a new career trajectory. And now you're also contacting the new players you're bringing in, and you, you, know, you never know how they feel about being traded for, and this, their whole life is being changed upside down. So uh, a lot of that kind of stuff is going on in my head, but uh, on and off the phone all day, night, and um, at 3 o'clock comes, and then the marathon is over because the marathon started way back in training camp. Pour yourself a drink. You're like, that's exactly. enough of this. <laughs> enough of this. Get the cell phone out of here. When, when this day comes up every year, does it conjure up any memories of, of any specific trade you may have gone through where you guys were just up against the wire, calls back and forth, everyone communicating, and then you finally got it done or you finally missed? Like any of those that just stand out to you? Well, to risk going back – Far in time. I'm going to go back to my Detroit Piston days. All right. Because it's such a fond memory. 2004, when we traded for Rasheed Wallace, we got him on the final day of the, the trade deadline. And it was that trade, the reason why it's such a fond memory, he was the player that took that team over the top. We had just lost the, the year before in the conference finals to the New Jersey Nets. And getting Rasheed gave us that one talented player that we didn't have that kind of allowed us to match up at, in, in that era with the guys like Kevin Garnett, Tim Duncan, and uh, that was a special memory. Went down, you know, to the wire. We get Rasheed. How long had you been working on it? Was this a long process? Just, you know, I, long pro. You know, I, I I'd say a, a good month or so, month okay. and a couple months. Um, you know, I was in a support role at that time with to Joe Dumars, who was doing a lot of the heavy lifting on that. Uh, but uh, that was a special day. And then uh, more recent memory uh, in New York, obviously being part of the uh, Christoph Porzingis trade. Yeah. But now that took place 
uh, about a week before the deadline. But that was, you know, a, high, a highly charged deal. And, uh, and I think that was a deal that really started our retool, rebuild, because we were, you know, able to free ourselves of a, uh, of a lot of long-term contracts. Uh, we were able to get draft capital. We got a couple first-round picks. And uh, that led to us being able to, to sign Julius Randle in the offseason. I love the process, and we're talking to Scott Perry, the former Knicks GM, so I have one more kind of process question before mm-hmm. we get to a couple of the moves. I've always been curious to ask a GM who's been in this position, when you are there today and you are wavering on whether or not you want to make a particular deal, and you see somebody else make a deal, how much does a reaction to what somebody else has done, your division, conference, play in at all? For me, not much at all. You got to stay disciplined to who you are and what you and what you set forward to do going into the deadline. Carlin would let all that affect. Oh no! The Sixers are doing this. The Knicks are doing this. Exactly. That's that's why I mentioned earlier. You start at the beginning of training camp, and you're having multiple meetings throughout the season with your pro scouts and your, your executive staff and your analytics group, and you're just Debating concepts, uh, trade concepts, trade proposals all throughout that time. You also are watching these players, and you have to come to the determination, you know your team better than anybody else. What do we need? What are we willing to give up? And stick to those parameters that you've set internally for yourself. Because if you don't, uh, and you're you know, following what everybody else is doing out there, you can take yourself off course and maybe make a move that could cost you moving forward in terms of building your your team out. That's interesting because we were talking today about the move the Philadelphia 76ers make. They bring in Buddy Heald. They send mm-hmm. some players, some picks out. Joel Embiid won't be reevaluated for four weeks. We're not sure if we'll see him again this season. Heald's on an expiring deal. Yeah. What did you make of that? What did you think the Sixers were thinking there? Well, I, I, I think they're trying to get some help right now. Uh, obviously with Joel being out, Buddy Hill is an elite shooter. So I think he will, everybody can use shooting in this day and age. So I think he can help the team. They had to give up a few second round picks, which again, not to discount second round picks. I think uh, the GM there, Daryl Morey figures if they need to get in the draft one time, they could buy their way into a draft to get a second round pick. But to get this player to auditioning too for the rest of the year, they're going to have a lot of space this summer. Maybe he's a guy along with someone else that they can sign in the offseason that will fit when you get a healthy Joel Embiid back. So I like the move, personally. If they're trying to win a little bit more in this next month or so, I'd like to see them add another big man up front. And I brought this up yesterday on, on, Sports, Centers, on, on Sports Center when they were talking about what deal would you like to see and I said, well, I'd be trying to call the Chicago Bulls and see if I could pry away Andre Drummond. Mm. He played there in um, Philadelphia. Uh, he's on a minimum deal, which is expiring as well. But he brings you size, physicality, and he's still one of the best rebounders in the league per minute. So um, if they could add some size with that to go with Buddy Hill, and so I don't know if they're done yet here today, um, then – I think they'll come out of the deadline feeling, you know, pretty good that they can at least try to keep this thing af- afloat. 
And if they can't stay in the top six, you know, obviously at least stay in the seventh or eighth spots where they only have to win one game, you know, in the plan yeah. to get into the playoff tournament. Okay. Scott Perry, the former Nick GM, ESPN, uh, NBA analyst, joining us right now. A um, couple of quick deals that have just happened in the last few minutes. Uh, Hornets finalizing a deal to send P.J. Washington to the Mavericks for Grant Williams, Seth Curry, and a first-round pick. Nets getting Thaddeus Young and uh, Dennis Schroeder for Spencer Dinwiddie. That is the latest from Woj. We talked about healed. The Knicks get Bogdanovich, Alec Burks. What of the deals that we have seen so far today has stood out to you? Well, I'm going to be partial to the Knicks because I was just there. Obviously, I love the deal that the Knicks uh, consummate made it with Detroit. And here's why. When they did the trade a month ago for Emmanuel, when Emmanuel quickly had to go out to Toronto, they lost 16 points a night off the bench. Consistent. The guy was up for six man of the year. Uh, last year. So now in Alec Burks, you're getting that back. Here's a guy who was with the team two years ago. He's very well trusted by the, the, the coaching staff. So he fits. He fits seamlessly. It was a need. Now they really doubled down and getting Bojan Bogdanovic, who obviously could provide a great lift off the bench as well from a scoring capacity or with the current state of the team now with Ananobi being out, Julius Randle being out, uh, Mitchell Robinson being out. One or both of those guys can move into a starting role and really keep the team moving forward. And the last point I would make, what I really like about it, and this I think goes understated about this current Knicks team. People don't talk about it enough. That group is very close. They play together. They play for one another. So when you trade for a player, you're not only trading for his skill and talent level, but you're trading for the person. And that guy has to fit. And so in getting both of these guys, I think they fit the locker room, they fit the culture. Uh, and so that's very important. They accomplished a lot. I expect that this, uh, this trade will help this team uh, make a deep playoff run. DeJounte Murray seems to be the big name that's out there. Didn't play last night. They said, what, lower back stiffness, but they, you know, you got to protect the asset, make smart decisions here. How do you see things developing on that front? Well, from what I understand, the asking price is pretty high, and no one has yet to give in to that, and I don't anticipate that anybody will. So if if I'm guessing right now, I think he's probably still with the team past the deadline and look for the Atlanta Hawks to make a move with one of their guards in the offseason. Anything else in terms of the Warriors that they can do right now? Is it let's try to salvage the end of this, or is it <laughs> – Let's try to rebuild around Steph here for the last couple of years of his of his prime, so well, to speak. I, I think they're going to ultimately get there the, the, to having to rebuild around Steph. I think right now at the deadline, I don't anticipate them doing a lot unless they were, you know, had a deal for Andrew Wiggins. Maybe mm -hmm. I know he's been an important piece to them, but he has a long term contract, four years out. But they're going to have they'd have to find another team to trade. With because they don't really uh, that has a you know player on a maybe a shorter term contract you know I proposed a deal uh, on SportsCenter as well the other day where uh, would send him out and bring back uh, Jay Crowder, Pat Connaughton, and, and Bobby Portis mm. who are three good rotational players but on shorter term deals 
And so that's where they sit now. So if they're going to try to do something in season, you'd have to look at that. Scott, great stuff. We appreciate you popping by on a busy day. Oh, thanks so much for having me. Thank good, you. Good Again. to see you in person. Great to see you in person. <laughs> the big grizzly bear comes exactly. out of hibernation. <laughs> Scott Perry, the former Nick GM, now an analyst here at ESPN. NFL honors are tonight. We have got a special NFL awards pool party next. Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Slide on your speedo. Chris Carlin in the his house. Put on those floaties and grab a margarita. It's a Carlin versus Joe pool party. You're damn right it is. Two days in a row. And again, has not been warm enough in Vegas to jump into the pool. No, it is not. Which really, frankly, has me feeling good. Like not, you, not true. If you're staying at Wynn Encore, Wynn has a heated pool. All right. Well, that, that would work for me. But if I can't be there, I want the weather to be absolutely miserable. Mm. And I have been more than happy with the results of what has happened in Vegas this week because it has been rainy, it has been cold, and here in Connecticut on the East Coast, it has been beautiful, chilly, but certainly not as chilly as cold rain in Vegas. I, uh, I want others to, here's what it boils down to, I want others to suffer if I can't enjoy it. I, I, I'm not sure where I remember reading that in the Bible, but I guess that's in there somewhere, right? Oh, listen, Bible yeah. and Spike, go check it out. Yeah. That's a hell of a read. A lot of spite It's in, in there. there. There's a lot of spite in there. All right, pool party, non-biblical edition. Here's how it's going to work. The awards for all the NFL wheelings and dealings are announced tonight, so those are going to be our respective pools. Pool number one, the Associated Press Most Valuable Player. 
Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills, Lamar Jackson of the Baltimore Ravens, Christian McCaffrey of the San Francisco 49ers, Dak Prescott of the Dallas Cowboys, Brock Purdy of the San Francisco 49ers. All right, well, Lamar Jackson is it. He is the most valuable player in the league this season. And I'm disappointed with what happened, but there's no arguing what he meant to the Baltimore Ravens all season long. Having said that, just briefly, all right, you got two MVPs now. Mm, playoffs, let's see it. You're a terrific regular season player. Exactly. You're a terrific regular season Good player. Good for you. Hall Check. of regular season. Uh, I'm going to go with Joe Burrow. That was my bet. It doesn't look good. He's not even a finalist. Uh, No, 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 no. That bet will hit the account tonight. That was not your bet. That was collectively our bet. And I have had to sit and look at that in the old ESPN bet account for several months. So thanks a lot. Feels like mine might sting a little bit more than everyone else's, but so be it. Uh, but I don't see him winning he's, tonight. He's not a finalist unless we get some sort of miracle. That's Joe Imagine calling they us cheap. Ima- no, not <laughs> cheap. I'm calling you responsible. I'm calling myself irresponsible. Pool party number two, mm. the Associated Press Defensive Player of the Year, Deron Bland, Dallas Cowboys cornerback, Max Crosby, Raiders defensive end, Miles Garrett, Browns defensive end, Micah Parsons, Cowboys linebacker, TJ Watt, Steelers linebacker. Let me ask you this question. Do you feel like this award in particular is statistically driven in this case it do you feel like defense when you look at the defensive player of the year is that going to be based almost solely in numbers because for me in this particular case it is when you have 19 sacks in a season unless somebody else has done it you are the defensive player of the year and that's tj watt so if you're voting for it right now do you feel like that if that's the case, Joe, that this is a statistically driven award. Yeah, you got to handicap the voters here. That's the most important thing. You have to handicap the voters. Voters are human. Voters can be emotional, emotion, sometimes not rational. Those two don't necessarily go hand in hand. Looking at the sack numbers are an obvious way of doing it. I don't think that's a great metric, though. And some people will say, what are you talking about? I'd rather look at pressures, right? I'd rather look at disruptions. Show me how many times a guy's gotten a sack or forced a quarterback off his mark to where he's thrown an errant pass or tipped a pass or chipped a running back and and caused him to get to like little stuff that doesn't show up in the obvious counting statistics i would like to believe that that's taken into account max crosby i love to see him on the list i think he's an absolute game record the problem is it's the raiders they don't win a lot of games deron bland has some glamorous stats with the pick sixes but he's gotten beat up in coverage and it feels so fluky it feels so fluky to have five picks sixes in a season. Exactly, exactly. But do you recognize that? Miles Garrett, I would have thought, was the runaway, but then down the stretch, he kind of faded. So, TJ Watt, it's not going to be the end of the world if it goes there. All right, pool party number three, the Associated Press Offensive Player of the Year, Tyreek Hill, Dolphin wide receiver, Lamar Jackson, Raven quarterback, CeeDee Lamb, Cowboys wide receiver, Christian McCaffrey, Niner running back, Dak Prescott, Cowboys quarterback. Myself. Wow. wow. The big hesitance. Just dead I know. silence. I know. Always good for radio. It's Tyreek Hill. It's Tyreek Hill, even though he got banged up. Listen. Over McCaffrey? Guy should have had 2,000 yards this season. He should yeah, have. Yeah, but had- should have. Should have. Joe Burrow should have stayed healthy and we'd win our MVP bet, but I'm not getting paid on that. No. Tyreek Hill, for me, is my offensive player of the year because he is, in so many ways, unstoppable 
McCaffrey's outstanding. He's going to win it. But for me, it's Tyreek Hill. I don't like Lamar Jackson's even in the category. If he's going to win MVP, he shouldn't even be up for this. No, I, I, and people like, are going to look at his numbers and say, why should I vote for him for Offensive Player of the Year? Right, yeah, exactly. I think he's there because it feels like, how can we leave him out? But at yep. the same time, you can't. And it's also, how about this? How can you be the MVP and then not be the Offensive Player of the Year? Yeah. That's the other thing here. So you're telling me you're the most valuable of everybody in the league, but you're also not the best offensive player? Only half the league? Eh, these things, yeah. Eh. Yeah. Eh, a little bit. Eh, curb your enthusiasm if you do it. Eh, All right. AP Offensive Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Jameer Gibbs, Lions running back. Sam Laporta, Lions tight end. Puka Nakua, Rams wide receiver. Bajan Robinson, Falcons running back. And, uh, oh, yeah, C.J. Stroud, Texans quarterback. Yeah, it's C.J. Stroud. This will be a quick one. Yes, yeah, well, quick, but listen. If Stroud had you not had the year, that's not how that, that he, works. You don't get to say "quick" and then go into a long diatribe, which is what you're a long exactly diatribe do. is a sentence. Is that because all I was going to say not was gonna a, sentence. a sentence? You know, it's not. You have be a now sentence. turned it into a long diatribe. Well, so I ended up being right. When you're a rookie and you have 1,500 yards receiving, that's pretty special. But C.J. Stroud is his rookie of the year. Puka Nakua was awesome this year. Sorry to waste all your valuable time with that <laughs> that manifesto I just put out there. Dear God. What a rant. How dare even... you have an opinion beyond C.J. Stroud in this spot? Two words and get out, fatty. We, we got to move on. We can't fit that take on social. It's too long. It is too long. All right. AP Defensive Rookie of the Year. Will Anderson, Houston Texans. Jalen Carter, Philadelphia Eagles. Joey Porter Jr., Steelers cornerback. Kobe Turner, Rams defensive tackle. Devin Witherspoon, Seahawks cornerback. Uh, at one point, it would have been Witherspoon. At one point, it probably would have been Carter. I believe it to be Will Anderson. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. And listen, Carter kind of faded later in the year and Witherspoon if I'm not mistaken was banged up a little bit although early in the season probably first half of the year that looked like a lock for him I don't know Jalen Carter was at one point something like minus 700 to win this award and then yeah. it finally swung late in the year when anybody paying attention realized Carter wasn't getting as many snaps Nope. from a conditioning or injury standpoint he was not playing as much do not be surprised if this goes to Kobe Turner of the Los Angeles Rams he came on really strong but the thing is did he do enough late to get the attention of the voters mm. where are we moving to here AP comeback player of the year Joe Flacco, Browns quarterback. Damar Hamlin, Bills safety. Baker Mayfield, Buccaneers quarterback. Matthew Stafford, Rams quarterback. Tua Tungavailoa, Dolphins quarterback. Tua because of the injuries, I guess? Okay. okay. Well, I mean, I and just meant he's on the list. You got to have multiple candidates. I, Tua, I, Damar Hamlin's going to win it by just the virtue of miraculously coming back from basically dying on the field. He's going to be it. Flacco... Uh, if we're going based on what they actually accomplished on the field, uh, you could look at him and say that's absolutely remarkable coming off the couch and doing what he did. I think it should go to Flacco, and I it's like people get so mad when I say that. I'm not trying to be offensive. It's just no. he was out of the league. He was on the couch. He came back. He played the hardest position in sports. He won games, guided the team to the playoffs. Hamlin came back. Yes, he doesn't he doesn't play a whole lot. No. He came back from something far more severe. But, I respect that. I just think that when we look at this award, you know, and let's let's be clear about something though. When you say he doesn't play a whole lot, he hadn't played a whole lot last year before uh there were other injuries on that defense. So that's why he was on the field when he was 
it's an unbelievable story, and that's why he'll get it. And, and this is what chaps me a little bit about this, because Nick Gates, the offensive lineman from the Giants last year, now with the Commanders, he had, what was it, seven surgeries on his leg, came back to play, but didn't do a whole lot. So Geno Smith won Comeback Player of the Year because Geno Smith put up the stats. Now this year, Flacco puts up the stats, but because of what Hamlin came back from, he's going to get the award. Like, there's no real criteria to this. This year, it's the severity of what happened to the individual. Last year, it's about the production on the field. It's just a dartboard. Well, this year, but like it was almost determined once Hamlin came back that he was going to win. You that. think a lot of guys out there are anti-Hamlin like I appear to be? Because I feel like I want to get off that position as quickly as possible. I, listen, I, I say we keep stretching. Evan keeps saying, that let's break. Let's get this over with and get you Joe out of the way. You don't want me to go any more anti-Hamlin anti on the Comeback Player of the Year. It's a remarkable story. I'm just saying when we're talking about the award, I don't like the way the war award is judged. I think the award is flawed. NFL Honors is Thursday night. That's... Well, tonight, 9 p.m., CBS. We've talked about how big the running backs in this game could be on Sunday. One of the best in the game joins us next. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. Austin Eckler. You know, I had no idea about this. You were at one point a, a guy who was like a river raft guide. Is that right? Oh, yeah. I've done I've done a bunch of uh, jobs. I'm from Colorado. So, you know, I've been hunting, you know, raft guy, you know, fishing tournaments. Definitely anything in the outdoors, I've probably done it. So I was on one of those rivers out there near Gunnison, near Crested Butte one time doing this. Okay. I'm three bills. <laughs> I am not the most athletic guy. And <laughs> right, just right. starting at the beginning, beginning almost fell oh, out boy. of this thing yeah exactly yeah you're gonna have one leg over the side right and then, oh yeah hey we're going down we're bumping into rocks we're getting flung around we're getting twisted if you got anything that might you know throw you in the boat hey well, i would say hey lean in you gotta lean into the boat you want to fall into the boat if i lean in boat. i'm gonna kill someone it's either me or them <laughs> at, at that the point. same time you have to keep participating i need you to keep paddling you got to keep paddling for me it is still one of the most traumatic moments of my life <laughs> for sure because I thought I was going to die, and Austin Eckler joins us right now so we can relive that terror. Austin, what's I'm, up, dude? I'm good with oh, it. My. What? 
What's going on, boys? Thanks for having me back on. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate it. And uh, okay, well, I, I got to ask a question first before you go on. Have you been rafting ever since we had that conversation? I have not yet. I have not been back uh, out okay. west. Uh, and also, the nobody has paid me enough money to do it yet. Good news. Our rivers are safe, Austin. Our rivers are safe. <laughs> I want to All right, good, good. Understandable. Even better news, I'm probably even a little bit further north of the three bills than I was the last time okay. that we spoke. little holiday wait. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. Oh, there we go. Uh, Austin, of course, the Chargers running back. Uh, we appreciate the time, as always. So, uh, you know, things have been quiet in Charger land. What's going on? <laughs> wow. I would say the opposite. Um, I don't know if you're being sarcastic there. Oh, I was uh, being sarcastic. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know that. You said that with a serious face. You could have fooled me. Um, we're on radio. That's funny. I said face. But anyway. Um, <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, no, it's it's a lot going on, you know, and I think it's been great just seeing kind of, you know, the organization continue to build out, you know, what's going to be the the staple of the new team with with Jim and then also bringing in the new uh GM and then right kind of figuring out what they're going to do going forward here. Have you have you had a chance to sp- speak to Harbaugh yet? Uh, he reached out to me a little bit. Um, it's a little strange right now. I'm, I'm glad he actually reached out to me, though, and just talked about, you know, how he respects my game and uh, wanted to open the door if I had anything to talk about, questions or anything like that, because I'm, I'm going into free agency here in about a month. Um, so I thought it was pretty cool, though, that he still reached out to me, um, even though my, my future is uncertain with the Chargers right now. Austin Eckler of the Chargers, well, you know, for the second, for the moment with us uh, here at Carlin versus Joe. Okay, so let me ask the question, like I'm the Chargers fan base and, you know, you've been dating them for a while. Uh, do you see a future here with us, with the Chargers? Yeah, absolutely. I'm not, I'm not closing any doors. And I think, you know, going through last season and being a part of that, I think, you know, I'm one of the pillars of, of the captains of that team. I think I could bring some some well-learned lessons from what we went through last year and continue to help put us on the right trajectory um, if I were to come back. Uh, but I know that's what I've learned about Jim, or what I've heard anyway, um, is that he's really great at setting the standard and bringing a culture and really getting buy-in from a lot of his guys. Um, I was talking to some of his former t- um, players from San Francisco, and they were giving me the dust on him. So I've gotten excited about him, regardless if I'm there or not. I'm really looking forward to what what he can do with that organization. Carlin and I were talking about this earlier today. It's kind of ironic how the season started. You go back to August, a lot of the big talking points were about you, Saquon, the running back market, this perception that maybe the the position's devalued. And then here we are, Super Bowl week, one of the best running backs in the game, Christian McCaffrey, Isaiah Pacheco on the other side, and all we hear about in the game breakdowns this week is how important the running game's going to be for each team to establish some success here. Like, do you think that the running backs could be the big story coming out of this game? I mean, that's what we've been trying to say. Right? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, wait a minute. Like, you're going to act like we don't actually make a big impact on the field and you're going to put us in this place where you don't want us on your team for more than one year um, when we have guys that are playing at the highest level. Um, and so it's not it's not all running backs. Like, absolutely, there's some that are not elite, but the elite guys, the guys that are at the top of the market, they should definitely have an opportunity to go get – uh, open market deal. And when you put a one-year tag on them, right, that's what's going to piss us off and we're going to be frustrated. So really, really proud of our guys this year of doing what we've always done. And that's making an impact on our team and looking forward to see Christian and uh, Pacheco go do the same thing and keep doing what they've always been doing. Because, you know, we do, as running backs, we're one of the most fun positions to watch. But then also, when you have a guy that's special on your team at that position, man, it, it can make a huge impact in your game. How stressful of a time is this going into free agency for you? 
I am actually not stressed at all. Uh, I think it's because my mind has, has been shifting over the years. Um, and now coming into this will be my third contract, um, really looking just for the best quality of life that I can find. Obviously don't want to, um, you know, let the money part right fall under the rug and get, and get low balled, but make sure you get a, a fair deal. But then what am I walking into? What is my situation? Is there multiple situations that I can go maybe find myself in? You know, is it, hey, am I going to be a starter? Is it going to be kind of like this tandem that we see where there's two backs? Um, what's the appetite for Austin? How are you going to use him? You know, what's, what's the scenario out there? And what does that look like? You know, it, it hasn't showed itself out yet, but I know it's going to start coming and uh, we'll be able to make a decision and uh, see, you know, what, what's going on, what the appetite is for number 30 to, to – well, it may be number 30, but for Austin to be on your team. So I'm keeping an open mind, and uh, we're looking forward to see how it plays out. You just dropped a little third person there, a little number 30. Very subtle. I like that. Yeah, that's, very that's subtle. Number 30 coming in. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Here comes number 30. Well, actually not on this team. You're going to be wearing 24. Yeah, sorry. Um, what are you up to today? Who are you working with today? What's going on? Yeah, we're out here with uh, Dairy Queen, actually. I mean, we're talking Super Bowl. Now what we're is, talking. One of the most, <laughs> what's one of the most important parts about, you know, watching the Super Bowl game is you got to have the, the food you know, selection. The food selection has got to be on point. And uh, that's why we're talking DQ today because we know the iconic blizzards, of course. But today we are talking about the honey barbecue tossed and sauced chicken strips. Mm, got to have them. Um, so the you know, you know, Dairy Queen's stepping up their game as far as the food. They've had some food for a while, and we're just bringing some more awareness to that. Obviously, has some great burgers as well. Great, great blizzards. Don't don't flip your chicken strips upside down because they will fall out. Unlike the blizzard, you know how they hand it to you and they flip it over. Um, anyway, I know well. You can take out both. <laughs> okay, there you go. So you know, uh, yeah. So you can make sure if you want to learn more about it and make sure uh, you pick up some great food from DQ. Check it out on uh, DairyQueen.com or check out the Dairy Queen app. So. Um, really out here to be proud, repping, repping DQ. Um, I've been a fan for a while, and now they're adding some great new menu items. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for popping on for a few minutes. And listen, you know, however the free agency plays out, maybe you can just go back to the river rafting thing. That's always a possibility if you want. You know, you know, in the future maybe, but uh, as of now, still in football mode, so I can't take my mind off of that yet. Got to stay locked in. Okay. Yeah, well, there we go. Love it. For your retirement, then, I, I will hey, make sure to get in I, shape and uh, go out there. You can teach me how to do this right. That's what I was, was going to say. When I do, I'm bringing you on the first rafting guy, right? So you're going to be my, my uh, get the dust off trip. So Okay. Get ready to die. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Austin Eckler. Appreciate it, man. Thanks again. That's Austin Eckler with an awkward exit right there. He's a busy man. He's a busy man. ESPN Radio Series 6M Channel 80. We may be witnessing the greatest player in history of his position on Sunday. And it's not Patrick Mahomes. Don't know who we're talking about. No idea. I'll find out. So will you in moments on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. versus Joe. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. How is this for a pleasant little surprise? Our friends at Top Rank Boxing are putting on a card tonight in Las Vegas because it's Super Bowl week. 
And it's not just any card. Teofimo Lopez is fighting. ESPN, ESPN Plus. Card starts at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. We got two bets, one for the main and one for the co-main. I'll give you the main first. Teofimo Lopez is taking on Jermaine Ortiz. We're going to play Lopez by stoppage, which is KO, TKO, or DQ. It's plus 165, ladies and gentlemen. All right, two explosive fighters. The difference is going to be Tio's counterpunching. Ortiz has a bad habit of dropping his guard after he throws a jab. It's relatively predictable. As a result, Tio's going to take advantage of that. It's going to be an explosive fight. Love this main event. Styles make fights. Teofimo Lopez by stoppage plus 165. In the co-main, we have Keyshawn Davis, highly touted prospect, against Jose Pedraza. Minus 180 to go the 10-round distance. This fight's going the distance. So your next two pizza monies. Teofimo Lopez by stoppage plus 165 over Jermaine Ortiz. And in the co-main, Keyshawn Davis, Jose Pedraza, yes, distance, minus 180. Ah, uh, my friends from Superchargers, Exhaust Kits, and more. eBay Motors has over 122 million parts to keep your ride or die alive. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive. eBayMotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Patrick Mahomes was also, though, talking about the Patriots and the way that they did it, that if they're going to have a dynasty, they would like to do it with a little more fun and a little more charisma. I don't think you can you can really say that you're a dynasty until it's over. And so for me, it's just trying to be great every single year. And uh, when I look back at my career, I'll know that I gave everything I have. You don't really look at that. You're so focused in on the next game. And I think if you make that your focus, probably you're going to have a problem and, and get knocked off uh, whatever pedestal people think you're on. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. I do, I do just briefly want to give you a little bit of breaking news leading into the NBA trade deadline in about, oh, 10, no, hour and 10 minutes or so. Carlin versus Joe, breaking news. Pat Beverly on the move. Oh, wow, that's a name. Pat Beverly on the move. The Sixers trading Pat Beverly to the Milwaukee Bucks. Wow, a little interconference, interstellar type trade. I don't yes. know why I threw interstellar in there. Well, you did. Um, it can't. We can't go back. Can't go back. Can't go back in time, as that movie would say. Uh, I would say this. I do not hate that at all for the Milwaukee Bucks. Do we have any idea what's coming back the other way? Yes, it was campaign. Okay, campaign. And a second-round pick. I always feel weird when I say campaign. Oh, like we're out there campaigning. Yeah, exactly. Well, now that we brought politics season. into the show, your thoughts on Bingo. everything that's going on with... Uh, <laughs> yeah, we won't go there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, so, Andrew, Beverly brings toughness, yep. right? He brings toughness. Defender, that's been a big issue for Milwaukee. Not really sure why Philadelphia would want to help them out there, but we'll crunch the numbers. We'll talk to the experts. We'll see who wins the trade. Because a, a, a winner has to be determined before either member steps on the court. You know this, right? I do. Every trade has to be graded. Every draft has to be analyzed before a player ever even puts a helmet on. I want to draft grade immediately before those guys even realize who drafted them. So I'll put a... a, a Give me a grade. What's B, a grade on the best? That's me. When you have uh, an opportunity to make a B-plus move in exchange for a B-plus move, you do it. You yeah. Do it. I, and listen, why do you want to bring Pat Bev in? Toughness, as you said... 
You want to bring them in for defense. Defense, yeah. yeah. But the a couple of years, not what they have been. Well, I don't think Milwaukee, what do they say? Beggars cannot be choosers. That no. defense right now is not very good. No. What I, The thing I love the most is maybe Pat Bev will be somebody they'll get under someone's skin. That's what I like. Bring them in to try to get somebody a jet in the conference off. finals. Well, <laughs> wouldn't be bad. Yeah, exactly. Get Tatum to take a half a step off the bench. Right. And he's not playing in game seven. Hey, please. Exactly. But he hasn't really done anything that's worthy of a suspension. As I don't know how we got into this rabbit hole. The moves that have been made so far, the Jaleo Linick and Ogbaji to the Raptors for Otto Porter in a first-round Buddy Heald to the Sixers. Marcus Morris, Furkan Korkmaz, big ups Korkmaz. Uh, three you keep second saying, round picks. Why do you keep picks. saying that? I don't know. You've been saying that all day. Is He's that a, been a joke? Sec- no, it's just it's just me, Furkan Korkmaz. I it's love one of that those name. things that like you get a kick out of. So you- and nobody okay. else does, which, as we know, inside jokes in radio, top notch. No, you it's don't really have for them, me. It's you're for- never going to win in radio. I just love that name, okay. Furkan Korkmaz. No, I can get behind it. I just wanted to know the process behind no. it. All right, thank you for sharing. Gordon Hayward to the Thunder. For Davis Bertans and Trey Mann, Gordon Hayward, expiring contract, a veteran maybe could help. Still maintain that half-court shot should have went down. That's fair. I've always had that take. That shot should have fallen. It should have gone down. You're right. You're very fair about that. I, I Man. What a take. <laughs> but it didn't go down. No, it should have. Triple H say ESPN. But here's how it is. (laughs) Like, you can take me off the track so easily that all of a sudden, when you say that, my mind's like, God, yeah, it really should have. That would have been an amazing moment. That would have been awesome in college basketball if he hits that that shot. It would have been great. It would have been so great if Let's put it out to you. Should that shot have fallen? (laughs) Should have just counted anyway. Triple H, say ESPN. And the Pistons sent Alec Burks and Boyan Bogdanovich to the Knicks. To the Knicks. Quentin Grimes, some picks involved there. Evan Fournier expiring contract. So, and as we just told you, the Pat Bev just got moved in the last uh, few minutes. So, so we got 66 minutes uh, to go. No right. DeJounte Murray news yet. And what about Bruce Brown Jr.? Nothing new Nothing there yet. Nothing on that front. Nothing new year there yet. Do you smell anything? Does anyone smell anything coming on those fronts? Uh, I, I mean, I would have thought that Teams would be lining up for Bruce Brown, and I think that's probably where can we get the best deal here. That's I think there are a, a lot of teams that would really like to have a guy like Bruce Brown. You think that's at the buzzer? That's one of those, we're going to get it done at the buzzer because we got a lot of Can we squeeze here. an extra pick or two out of yeah. somebody to get a guy like that? At least that's my read on it. I don't know that to be true. Raptors playing hardball here. Uh, well, I mean. Hawks playing hardball here, too. Listen, he got moved to the Raptors, and it was a perfect spot for them to turn around and flip him. So let's see let's see what happens there. Do you see the Raptors and Hawks trading Murray for for Brown, just upsetting the apple cart completely? Uh, I do not. No, I that's do not. not that see, here's what everyone. happened there. Joe does this thing now because he knows that I am not somebody that uh, will grab the hook so easily in the water. <laughs> I will just flat out jump in the boat and start flopping around and make it really easy on you. <laughs> And so right there, uh, is Carlin really paying attention to every word I'm saying? Let me throw this at him. And really the upset was, yeah, I was locked in on what you were saying. Yeah, every last word. Fishing with dynamite. Carlin versus Joe, fish with dynamite. I don't even need the dynamite. Hey, fish, come up. Okay. Got some food up here for you. <laughs> what do you got, chips? This is the Carlin vs. Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.